woods can be a scary place. Dark shadows creeping in the moonlight. Unfamiliar sounds surrounding you. Stalking you. Is it a ghost? A werewolf? Or something more? Human. What would you do if you found yourself lost? In the strange woods? Join us as we discuss the paranormal, true crime, and anything in between with your hosts, Jeremy, Jonathan, and Peter. I am not going to finish this. Welcome to the Strange Woods Podcast. So these damn headphones that I got, they're, they're a good quality headphone, I suppose. The sound is good, you know, they fit over my big-ass ears. Uh, they're marked left and right from, you know, when I hit stupid mode. <laughs> and I forget which way to put them on. But the thing that I hate about them is because they go over your head, there's the two arms on each side, and they can do like this full tilt where they either face your ears or they face out away from your ears. Oh, yeah, those kind of irritate me. Yeah, it just, it gets freaking annoying because I try to put them on and all of a sudden they're flopped over. I'm wearing the back of the headphone and putting the front of the headphone. And then they, not only that, not only can they flip over, but the arms where they attach can rotate like 180 degrees. So they start flip-flopping everywhere. Is it supposed um, to be for comfort or, because it seems like the opposite is happening. <laughs> I, I think it's supposed to be for comfort. And it's supposed to be where you could like flip them over and then flip them out where you could basically wear them around your neck, like a speaker under your head. Well, I think it's mainly for like, if you picture like a DJ and they'll hold the the headphone up to their head instead of wearing them. I think it's for that kind of thing, like just holding it to your head. So over over engineered. Basically. They they didn't cost much on Amazon. They're called One Odie. One Odie. Like from Garfield? Yeah, like one O-D-I-E or O-D-I-O. Oh. Overall, they're good. They just, they just don't stay where you put them. Yeah, they're a pain in the ass to put on your head. <laughs> <laughs> Once you get them around this big ass head, then they, they're fine. I feel like my next purchase for this podcast is going to be like some big headphones, but they're going to be like ignorant and pink and uh you can just spray paint the ones you got right now no they definitely have like some kind of glue substance holding them together yeah, it's gorilla glue it's very very shaky they're held together with what is that stuff that you put inside your wheel when you have a flat you're talking about fix a flat oh, it looks yeah. like fix a flat so it looks the like slime. it's it looks like it's held together with like fix a flat and desperation like that's <laughs> that's what these headphones look like so uh yeah i will be buying a big pair of pink metallic ignorant headphones the next time i make a podcast purchase now i do have to say if you're anything like me and you put them over your head the or like completely over your ears like i have this weird thing where i have to be able to hear my voice out loud, not muffled through the headphones. Mm-hmm. So I either Damn. wear only one ear or I wear both ears half off. <laughs> I actually wear my less good headphones because they allow me to hear myself a little better. So I'm, I'm the exact same way. I can't, I can't do it when the earphones are muffled. Yeah. When my head's muffled, it's like, I don't know if, I don't know. It's just weird. I can't, I can't do it. That is weird. I don't know. I, I I never considered it. I guess I can hear myself well enough with these things fully on that it hasn't been a problem. But these are not noise canceling. Again, held together with like chewing gum and like a toothpick <laughs> and and happy thoughts, you know. So I don't know. <laughs> but what are we talking about today, y'all? So unfortunately, we have lost someone. Oh, don't Dear say that. Through the podcast. <laughs> Sicko. Right, not yeah. in the way that everybody just thought, but yeah, Jeremy could not be with us tonight while we record. He's just, perfectly it's just, healthy. It's just tonight. Yeah, he was he's busy. Fine. He's fine. He's got things, so it's cool. Yeah, so we're gonna have the lovely Brandy. Hello. A, a uh, temporary replacement. Sorry, guys. Get to hear me squawking into the mic again. All right. So tonight we're gonna talk conspiracy. We're gonna talk controversy. We're going to talk about Mount Rushmore. Oh, yeah. Ooh, Mount Rushmore. Do y'all want to do a uh, a listener story first? 
Okay, so I have one. Do you want me to read it or do you want to read uh, it? I'll read it. All right, so we have a listener story today from Jen Kettner from Oklahoma. She says, I have one for you. I heard about this story from a friend whom I went to school with. It starts off with him, his little brother, who was around three years old, and his mother. They all just moved into a new house, moving boxes of their things, furniture, etc. Baby brother is in one of the rooms talking. At first, the mother of my friend didn't think anything of it, just him playing. She and my friend go into the room where he is a couple of hours later so they can have lunch. She sees him on an old black rotary phone just talking away. My friend asks, who are you talking to? Brother says, Nana. Mother giggles and says, okay. She takes the receiver and she hears her dead mother on the other end of the phone. Her face turns completely white as she noticed that the phone wasn't even plugged into the wall. She dropped the phone, grabbed my friend and his brother and ran out of the house. They apparently never returned to the house. My friend told me she had professional movers get their things out. She sold the house. And that was from Jen Kettner from the Myths, Legends, and Folklore Facebook page. Jonathan, did you see, is it called Black Phone? What's it called? Yeah, The Black one with Phone. Ethan Hawke? Oh, I have not seen it. <gasps> I actually really want it to. It's oh, yeah, it was really so good. good. And this story reminds me of that. Same. Oh, you were reading this story and uh, full body chills. <laughs> yeah, very creepy. Can you imagine? God, what if what if that's what kids are doing? Like they're not, they don't have a great imagination, but they're just talking to ghosts. Well, we've talked about that. We had an episode about you know right. kids and their connection to the paranormal and how they might be more susceptible, you know, just by nature of being children and being innocent and being unburdened with you know stuff that takes up an adult's mind. If there's anybody that a ghost could you know talk to, wouldn't it be a kid? You know. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. And I don't know if I said this during that story, but the story about when a dad asks his kid, you know, pretty much every year, he just, you know, the dad knows, hey, it's supposed to be a thinner veil between kids and the spiritual and stuff like that. And he always asks his kid every year, what's the secret to life? What's the meaning of life? Things like this. And his kid always answers, I don't know, dad, I can't tell you. <laughs> I don't know, dad, I can't tell you. Well, the kid turns four or five. Or maybe it was even a little older than that. But on the kid's birthday one year, the dad asked again, what's the meaning and the secret to life? And the kid responds and says, I don't know, daddy, I forgot. What is it? And the dad panics and says, you know, it's about you. It's about your mom. It's about spending time with family and the people you love and the people that mean and mean things to you and, you know, just life. Hmm. And And the kid basically responds and says, see, I told you that you would eventually figure it out. That's what they've been telling me the whole time. Ugh. Oh, ooh! I got goosebumps when you said that. That's weird. Gross. So basically the kid wouldn't say what he'd heard before. <gasps> You'll figure it out, Dad. Yeah. Ugh. Gross. Ooh, kids. I, mean, I guess not gross, but it's just weird. It gives me goosebumps. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, definitely. And not to not to cut Jen's story short, but I mean, I really like this story. I mean, mm-hmm. this this touches on that whole, you know, segment about just a topic that I really like. So, I mean, great story, Jen. Thanks for it. Yeah, definitely, Jen. Thank you. Would you have peaced out of that house? Oh well, I mean, uh, <laughs> you got the people that don't, and you know that's why we got the poltergeist moving everything else. <laughs> <laughs> um, hello, Demon House, Gary, Indiana. I remember that episode. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be more worried about the long distance phone call bill. <gasps> right. Charges. Well, it wasn't plugged in. No, nobody can charge for that. Yeah, you're right. See, Jonathan. I'd keep trying it out. Like, hey, anybody there? <laughs> I guess that's how you get demons, though. <laughs> <laughs> Don't invite anything over. Oh my God. And then the fact that she said she when she picked it up and she heard her mom's voice, yeah. I mean she she recognized it. Yeah. Right. So she thought, you know, she thought the kid was, you know, playing around, but when she heard a voice, she recognized it. Right. Ugh, creepy. And I mean it's it'd be weird to hear any voice with a fake phone that's uh I mean not a fake phone, but an old phone that's not plugged in. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Ugh. All right, so let's talk about Mount Rushmore. So, located near Keystone, South Dakota, in the Black Hills, United States, it is one of the seven wonders of the world. 60 foot faces uh, carved into the granite face of this mountain. Um, 
Presidents George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Theodore Roosevelt, and Abraham Lincoln. It was worked on from 1927 to 1941, and the original plan was to have the presidents carved all the way down to their waists. That did not happen because of time and money constraints, but it still attracts two to three million visitors annually. It's absolutely beautiful. I know, Jonathan, that you have been there. Peter and I have not. It is something that I would love to see one day. Do you think this guy faked his death to get out of doing all the extra work, did all the faces and was like, Jesus, I am not going to finish this. <laughs> From what I've read, this guy was a dick. Like he was not. A, we're going to get into all that because as amazing as this place is, it is steeped in controversy and conspiracy. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about tonight. So if anybody does want to visit it, it's not that far of a drive out of Rapid City. Rapid City would be the closest airport you're going to land in in South Dakota. It's about a 31-minute drive. So we did the the whole loop and did a bunch of different things. But of course, Mount Rushmore being in this part of the country, yes, we're going to dive into the conspiracy side of it. But we're also very in the heart of Lakota territory. Mm -hmm. So you got the Lakota tribes, the Sioux tribes. This is all Indian land or once was Indian land. And that's what one of the the big things was, was the treaty at Fort Laramie Mm -hmm. in 1868 is when the Lakota people were supposed to get the land back. And then the Great Sioux War in 1876 is basically when the U.S. said, you know what, we're going to take this land back for ourselves. Yep. Not even a decade later, they signed that treaty with them. The Lakota said, yeah, we're going to let, you know, non-tribes members come and go as they please. This just lets, you know, we're agreeing that this land is, is ours for our use. And then with not even 10 years later, all that had to happen was there was gold found And the government was like, yeet, and took it right back. What a dick move. Oh, man. And it has been ongoing. It's still ongoing today because this area, Jonathan, correct me if I'm wrong, was is integral to the Lakota Sioux history. They believe that this is like a part of their origins. They called it the Sixth Grandfathers, this mountain in the Black Hills. So it's very sacred to them. And... They went about it the right way. They they signed the treaty. They upheld their end. And then true to, you know, true to form, white settlers thought they could do whatever they wanted to do. And once this gold got found, it led, like you said, to the Great Sioux War of 1876. And so many Lakota Sioux were killed. And it, it's it's just tragic. And prospectors came in, settlers came in, and they just snatched it right out from under them. Yeah, yeah, it's it was definitely a, a travesty. The Sioux tribe actually tried to sue in more modern times. In 1980, mm-hmm. they, they tried to sue the U.S. government, and they ended up winning. In 1980, when they won, they won a total of $102 million, which was now thought to be, you know, with inflation and... Uh, interest and things like that. The current tally or current bill, I guess you could say, if they were to accept the money, would be $2 billion. Jesus. Is what is what the U.S. offered the Sioux to settle this. Mm-hmm. And the Sioux will not take the money. They say that they will not accept anything and are willing to take no less than the full return of their land. Yep. So, like you were saying, it, it is, it's very integral to their society and their people. Only about 18 miles away from Mount Rushmore is Crazy Horse Monument, Mm -hmm. or Crazy Horse, which is being carved into the side of the mountain, which I can't remember how much bigger than Mount Rushmore it's supposed to be when it's done, but it is a monument of a, I mean, it is supposed to be huge. So sad that that... It, it, you And you hear this over and over and over again with the Native tribes that they tried to do it on the up and up and white settlers screw them over. Like that, I don't know, it's just, it's so disappointing that that's part of our history. But I think it's it's also important that people know that so that we can't repeat these things. You know what I mean? Like they say, if you don't know history, you're doomed to repeat it or how, however that's phrased. You would hope so. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's definitely a true statement. You are doomed to repeat it. I mean, like you said, sadly, I mean, different tribes across this country see this all the time. Mm-hmm. And this is something we, I mean, might even be able to do like a, in modern news or in today's news kind of thing about how tribes are losing their land and losing just, just different rights. I don't know the ins and outs to really dive into it right now, but there's things where they're... They just revoked, I think, of the, the Native American culture or indigenous people had a very big win recently in the courts where, and I could be wrong, I need to reread it, uh, but I, they were trying to get it where no one from outside of the tribe could adopt an indigenous child oh. because they had a problem with, you know, white people coming in and adopting these children for almost no reason. Like if somebody thought that it was, you know, oh, the this family can't take care of them. Okay, well, then now they're going to an outside source, basically. And they were pulling these children from within the tribe. Uh, I don't want to speak too much on that because I don't know all the ins and outs, but, you know, you see a lot of travesties committed across Native American and indigenous people's lands and rights and all kinds of things. And it's a shame because they're a beautiful people. You know, we've talked on the podcast before, Petey and I got the privilege of going to work on a couple of reservations. But you know what? Even if they weren't, they're people. And they tried to do the right thing and it was theirs first and it was stolen. So even if they weren't the amazing, you know, the amazing culture that they are, it's, you know, possessions, nine tenths of the law, you know, like, I mean, it was theirs and it was just scooped yeah. out from underneath them and it just sucks. Well, I, I hate to say it like, I hate to say it in the light of if it wasn't European white settlers, it could have happened oh, regardless. Yeah. But you had people like Att- Attila the Hun and the Mongols who at one point conquered half of the known world. Yeah, yeah, conquering's always been a thing. Yeah. So I mean I just I just wish that as the US and as a as a people we would have treated them better. Right. And we would have actually upheld these things that we said we wanted to uphold in these treaties that we supposedly Right. Signed. Honor and integrity and yeah. and it's just it's uh it's very lacking for some yeah, reason in the forefront. Yeah. That time. Well, they they equate to what would be disenfranchised people now, like they weren't as important, you know, in the eyes of these people, you know, in the eyes of these, you know, men in power, you know, it's this agenda that they had going was more important. Who cares about the native people when there's gold in their hills, you know? <laughs> so. True, true. Greed destroys a lot of things. True. And I don't want to dive too deep in any of that, but I guess, I guess basically what I'm, the overall gist of what I'm thinking in my head is if there's ever been a curse, even if there's no conspiracy theory here, if there's ever been a curse put on land, this would be the land that would have the curse. Well, you know, the guy, the, let's talk a little bit about that. The builder, the sculptor that they hired, not a good dude. So they commissioned this guy. His name was Gutson Borglum. Um, he's a Danish American uh, sculptor. And he. Wait, here's his full name, according to Wikipedia. Go for it. John Gutson de la Moth Borglum. Like de la Moth. D E space L A space M O T H E space Borglum. Mm. De la Moth. Borglum, Borglum, his name sucks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> crappy name. Um, so he, they found him because he actually did the shrine to the Confederacy. <laughs> he did the shrine to the Confederacy sculpture on Stone Mountain. I'm sure he did. Um, yeah, yeah, he did. And um, they were like, we love your work. So they commissioned him to, um, that's also a very controversial thing, but hey, we will. That's another episode. Um, but in your own backyard. Hello, in your own in your own backyard, buddy. Over there in GA. <laughs> I've been there. Yep. Yeah. We've been a few we've been there a few times. I was in Stone Mountain when I was a kid and saw the laser light show. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so they called him over. He has this grand plan of carving these faces and bodies. He wanted to go down to the waist with these presidents. The initial idea was presented to do 
more of like a Native American Wild West type theme. So the secretary of the South Dakota State Historical Society, Dwayne Robertson, um, they call him the father of Mount, uh, Mount Rushmore. He was the one that hired Borglum and he wanted to have this represent the wild grandeur of the local geography, but also the triumph of Western civilization over that geography. So his thought was for them to use um, Old West uh, as the inspiration and do Lewis and Clark, Chief Red Cloud, Sacagawea, Crazy Horse. Borglum didn't like that. He wanted more widespread appeal, he said. So he said, well, let's do the presidents. So George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Abe Lincoln, and Theodore Roosevelt were decided on. And this thing was worked on from 19, is it 1927? Yeah, 1927. Yeah, 1927 to 1941. Most of that with Borglum himself working on it. They used dynamite. They used hammer and chisels. And... One of the things, and we'll talk about laser beams, laser beams <laughs> in the documentary, Richie Rich. Yeah. They use laser beams. So yeah, if y'all haven't seen that. But that was Mount Richmore. Well, you know. other mo- monument. You're right. You're right. Liposuction. So wait, where was I? Sorry. I started thinking Sorry. about Richie Rich. No, it's okay. <laughs> Richie Rich. That movie was great. That all the childhood nostalgia. So one of the things that Borglum planned for and started to execute was the construction of this anterior chamber inside of Mount Rushmore. And before researching this, I did not know about this. When Hannah first brought up this topic, she she gave us a list of conspiracy theories. And this was one of them. And I was like, what? There's a there's a room inside, a hidden room inside Mount Rushmore? I didn't know that. And apparently the intention for this room was to be um, a hall of records housing, um, you know, important American documents like the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights. So that was that was Borglum's intention. He also wanted to use it as like an artistic commentary on why he built what he built and then use it like it was going to have grand chambers and staircases and columns. Basically like the modern version of like a pyramid. Like a, yeah, like an interior pyramid. Well... They originally, uh, uh, one of the, one of the document, not documentaries, one of the videos that I watched on this said that the total cost, now you got to think this was in the 1930s and 40s, was $250,000 was the approximated cost of this project. Well, it ended up being well over a million because they kept going over budget. I mean, have you seen the size of these things? I feel like- For the record. <laughs> Two hundred fifty thousand dollars in nineteen forty is the equivalent of the purchasing purchasing power of five million four hundred fifty eight thousand seven hundred sixty seven dollars and eighty six. There you go. There you go. So super expensive for the time. And then you also have to think about what was going on in the world at the time: the Great Depression finishing up in the nineteen twenties, and then going into World War II in the nineteen forties. So the nation was not exactly strapped with cash at this time. So that was also part of it. It was sponsored by one of the, by this uh, senator in um, South Dakota, but I mean. But hey, f- it. we're, uh, we're, we're going to build it anyway. You know, I don't know. Well, <laughs> so as far as the, this and this chamber, it is, I like how it was described um, where Lincoln's temporal lobe would be, his brain, but it's behind his eyebrow. It's right above his head. And um, basically there's an eight, uh, 18 foot tall doorway and it's an empty room that's about 75 feet long with 35 foot ceiling. That's what is known about it. Borglum, who we find out later, has ties to the KKK. I didn't know that. Allegedly. Um, Alleg- so, no. No, no, no. So on Wikipedia, I'm looking at it and it says that 
While it has been claimed that Borglum was a member of the KKK, an article in the Smithsonian Magazine denies that there is proof that he officially joined the KKK. So it sounds like somebody doesn't want to be associated with him. Yeah. Or is trying to def- to trying to defend him. I don't know. He probably no. Am I getting my mountains confused? Is it was it the person? I I could be completely getting this confused. So was it Borglum that died and his son had to finish it, or was okay? Yes. That's what yeah. Yes. Yeah. He died before completion of the facial sculptures. So not let's not even talk about the going to the waste. That was completely out of budget. Um. So they were like, just finish, just finish the faces. So he ends up dying and his son named Lincoln. Hello. Mm-hmm. Lincoln took over. He was a fan of the president. Um, and construction was completed on Halloween of 1941. Since then, in the 90s, Borglum, members of Borglum's family uh, tried to kind of honor what he wanted to do with this hall of records that never came to fruition. And how was it described, Petey? It's, it's, they put in all of these tablets yeah, that porcelain, porcelain tablets, porcelain tablets that contained inscriptions, I guess, yeah, inscriptions of the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, all these important things. And then they put them into a, find that thing real quick, Bay. They put them into, like, stacked them into this. Isn't it like a titanium box or something? It's titanium. Yeah, it's surrounded by titanium and it goes into the floor like a crazy time capsule or something like that. I don't know why it's so weird to me. It's so strange. Well, it's weird. Like you, you look at the, like when you pull it up on Google Maps. So like I'm looking at it right now. So Hall of Records is marked with an actual like little marker. Like, hey, here it is. But there, oh, it sure looks is. like there's a pathway that runs up to like a different box or a different little house. Something. Supposedly, the when we were there. The lady said, oh, yeah, there's supposed to be a trail that runs up and you're supposed to be able to hike up there. They never finish the trail. The furthest that the trail goes now is the presidential viewing trail, uh, which goes up to the base of the mountain. Yeah, what is that? It's like a little shack. Yeah. And I'm just sitting here, you know, we're talking about, oh, you know, it was behind his eyebrow and all that. Wasn't it uh, Team America where it was you had to go up his nose or something? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> oh man speaking of movies it um it was featured in an alfred hitchcock movie north by northwest i don't know that. starring mr Cary grant which i actually only recently watched it's not my favorite alfred hitchcock movie but they actually ran across the top of it and that was not supposed to be the deal. They were supposed to be able to use the mountain in the shots, but the actors and the crew and like the film set was not supposed to go on like the president's head. They totally do. And you can see it in the movie. Like they totally, Alfred Hitchcock was like, yeah, sure. And then he was like, screw you guys. I'm getting the shot. And yeah. So if you ever watch North by Northwest, it's black and white. And they 100% are running across like the president's forehead. Like it's wow. <laughs> so it's like nobody, nobody follows the rules when it comes to Mount Rushmore, a bunch of dicks. Like, <laughs> well, supposedly in 2020, when everybody was locked up, there was that guy that supposedly got on top of, on top of his head. Really? Yeah. Oh, semi-viral back in 2020. What? I don't know about that. But this just kind of blew my mind. So let's talk about the the conspiracy theories. So this, if you look anything up on this chamber, if you look at the plans, they are so elaborate. It looks like like everything was supposed to be made of like marble and these, you know, rounded columns and spiral staircases. So this was supposed to be like this crazy project, right? And they say it was never done, but they don't let anyone into this chamber. Why? My first thought, without being conspiracy, is it's just a dangerous trek to get up there. So don't come up here. Or is that what they want you to think? That's what they want you to think. 
isn't that convenient? So I mentioned the guy in 2020. So there's one conspiracy that I heard in 2017, Jack Martinez supposedly hiked up to, tried to hike to the Hall of Records. And when he tried to hike up to the Hall of Records, he supposedly found a concealed entrance that had things like UFOs and alien bodies and these other things. And supposedly now, Jake Martinez has never been heard from again. Huh. Oh. oh. So, I don't know. <gasps> now he sleeps with the fishes. Who is Jack Martinez? That was the guy that supposedly hiked up there in 2017. Is he so? This is just a guy, like he's not known for anything or anything uh, like that. That's just his name. I think he was known for mountain climbing or something. Okay, so he's just a dude, and he jumped up there, and they, they, they disappeared him. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I think it was Jack or Jake Martinez, something like that. Okay. Okay. No, I'm blanking out now. I did write it down, but I could have wrote down. I wrote down Jack. Yeah, I can't find anything on it. I see a lot of people get arrested for it, though. For being Jake Martinez? For Jack Martinez? <laughs> going up there. What's your name? Uh, turn around. We're going to cuff you. Oh, for going up there? Yeah. Okay. So we got an episode coming for um, a Strange Woods on location. We went to a um, a haunted mansion, you know. More to come on that. That's what she said. But um, there's a doll that you are not supposed to touch. Literally everybody touches the doll. I didn't. So I, okay. I didn't either. Yeah, exactly. But um, I'm not going to say, you know, I, I ain't pointing no fangas, but I'm just going to say that there are certain individuals who touch this doll and I feel like it's most people. So if people can't even resist touching a doll, if you had the ability to mountain climb like that, I feel like that temptation would be so high. Of course. Can you imagine scaling Mount Rushmore? Well, it's like people that climb uh, Lincoln's Memorial. <sighs> you know, that you're in the heart of Washington, D.C., but it's right there. It's if you right can climb, there. you know, like. Look at me. I'm going to touch the butt. Exactly. <laughs> he touched the butt. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Jonathan would climb Mount Rushmore. Well, it doesn't seem like it would be that hard if you go really around the backside. So like scaling the front would be tremendously hard. But if you're there in person, if you went way far right, it looks like the slope is a lot easier. You've thought about this. Oh, yes. I have definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so Jonathan, it's my understanding, was the the monkey of the group um, when they were all growing up together. And he was always climbing all the things. So I can very easily see you trying to scale this mountain. Oh, yes. yes. It has definitely been something that I've thought about. You brought up Stone Mountain, and I've actually been considering trying to there is a hiking trail that goes to the top they say it's very hard to oh <gasps> cool i want to try it. i've thought about trying it you could do it but stone mountain if it if y'all don't know it's very smooth at least from my memory as a kid i remember thinking you would like squeak just like slide, <laughs> just slide down that sucker it's so round and smooth looking like it, it looks to me like one of those big river rocks that get all smoothed out from the river yeah. and some, and it just got plopped. Well, it's a, it's also a giant slab of granite. So like mm -hmm. we camped there one year and it, in the, it could be one o'clock in the morning and the Georgia heat still radiates off of that granite. Like it wow. never cools off. Wow. <sighs> but, uh, I don't know about the Jack Martinez thing, maybe, or Jack or Jake, whoever it was. But, I mean, UFOs are supposedly one of the big things that could be hidden there. Well, that would explain why they won't let them into that chamber. Right. Or maybe it's like a KKK meetup room. <gasps> Gross. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> no, screw those guys. Ugh. So I will say I did just find a video that shows some people like talking about it. I'm not watching it with sound, but they show the words that the sculptor had said. And they carved it into granite or something. And it's like a little memorial. It looks like a gravestone kind of thing. 
in the uh, in the walkway of the doorway. Mm. And they actually go in there and you can see it firsthand. Mm. It's pretty cool. I have mm. to send it. We'll put it on the website. Y'all go check it out. Yeah, the only pictures that you can really see are the entry, the entryway, that 18-foot door. And it looks like something out of um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Like it, it looks very um, primitive and very rough hewn. And then you can, there's another photo from inside, just inside the door looking out. And it's very craggy and like chopped up looking like it does not look smooth or anything. Um, but never anything beyond that is shown. So I don't know. Well, uh, so I brought up, you know, I've referenced this before, ArcGIS. It's one of the sites that tracks UFO sightings. The area doesn't have that many UFO sightings. So this is like closer by Sturgis, which is a little north of all of what we're talking about, Rapid City and Mount Rushmore. There was one sighting up there. It looks like it was red dots in the sky. Um, There's been five sightings of something in Rapid City. Uh, One says other... This report says unknown. This one says triangle. This one says other. And this one says that changing. Normally, it just means that something changed shape. So, Well, Jonathan, we have to ask the question. Is there water nearby? <laughs> uh, Where's the water? Trying to remember, trying to remember. There a body of water? There is a body uh, of water. Not a body. Not a large one that I'm seeing. There's a, the, there's a little river, isn't there? There's Stockade and Bismarck Lake that looks like it's about seven miles away, eight miles away. So there's also... Do any ley lines run through it? There's Battle Creek, which would be the big, the the creek or river that I'm just thinking of. Battle Creek? Yeah. Could that have been a site of dead people from a battle and all psychically charged with a bunch of woo-woo? <laughs> from all the deaths. So Battle Creek runs north to south through the area. Let's see. This, now you got me wondering. So Battle Creek, and it all meets up right there in Keystone uh, with yeah. Bear Creek. Mm-hmm. Um, see? Psychically charged Woo Woo Creek. I'm telling you. Oh, I see the, the body of water you're referencing. The, uh, yes, to the west. Oh, well, there's Horse Thief Lake right behind it, too. So, so wait. So there's a couple of bodies of water surrounding it. Technically. Smaller mm. ones, but yeah. <laughs> Something I do think is interesting is that they never cleaned up their mess from carving it. There's just a big pile of, like, rubble at the bottom. Right? So like, why? Have you ever heard of a broom? No, but why? Why not pick it up? Yes. Well, I mean, that's a hell of a job, I'm sure. Um, excuse me. It's been almost a hundred years. You've had plenty of time. Yeah, if everybody that goes visit it just took a boulder, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> like take a penny, like take a penny, leave a penny. Right. Take, everybody take, take a, a boulder. boulder. Come oh, on, guys. Get it together. <laughs> this is out of control. Like, I feel like that would be the most treacherous spot to try to climb it is on the loose boulders. <laughs> but doesn't it True. almost feel purposeful? I mean, to make it harder to get to the front to of To make it harder to get to? I don't know. You know what? When we talked with Chris Lambert, Chris Lambert, um, I don't know. He's got me thinking, you know, to question. And that's a little sus to me. You know, I mean, the lengths that places will go through to merchandise and beautify and things like that. And that can't be taken care of. Like, Why? Why would that be neglected for almost a century? True. I mean, I guess I could see what you're saying. So, like, I'm sitting here looking through other little things about it. Did you know that it was, it's 450 tons. Oh, sorry. Not 450 tons. 450,000 tons of rock were removed. Well, that's why they haven't moved it. You, You know how much manpower that is? Even modern day? So when they were carving it, they, there was 400 men that worked on it. And I remember this story from talking with one of the park rangers. Surprisingly, nobody died. What? No one died in the carving of this. There was... Everybody dies from high heights for everything. Bridges. Well, that's what you would think. But supposedly, buildings. out of the 400 workers, nobody died. They said the closest call they had oh. to someone dying was they used to have these old kind of rickety, like 
man baskets that would basically be on a cable system. Man basket. It would carry you up to the face on this little cable. Well, supposedly there was this worker. There were a couple workers. I think three workers were in this basket one day and they were going up towards the face and the brakes on the cart go out. They come barreling back down the cable in this man basket. Uh, one of them decides to jump out as they're getting close to the ground. And he jumped out and landed on the roof of some little shack and broke his what? ankle or broke his leg, something like that. The other two men went all the way to the bottom and they ended up walking away with minor bruises, I think. Wow. So you mean this wasn't carved by one guy? No. <laughs> So why does he get all the credit? Sounds like the other people took the hard labor out of it. From my understanding, he sat at the bottom of the mountain and pointed at what's supposed to be was supposed to be blasted away. So you're oh. telling me somebody stood at the bottom of a mountain <laughs> and pointed without radios and told people what to do? I don't, that guy's still full of shit. I think he made very few trips to the top. It's it's funny that you say that because I was listening to um, another video while we were at the gym and there was a guy that was saying, like you were saying, that this doesn't seem like this doesn't seem quite right. It's the 19, you know, 20s, 30s, 40s. They're doing this construction with dynamite and hammers and chisels. How how did this turn out the way it turned out? Well, now it is one of those good from far, but far from good kind of situations. If you get real close up. Like it looks like crap close up? Kind of. There's still oh. like blasting cap holes and there's, it's not completely smoothed over. Right. And I noticed right. they never did add uh, Abraham Lincoln's top hat. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that was kind of part of his identity. Disappointing. <laughs> now, Roosevelt, you can see the bridge of his glasses and his glasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was interesting how they carved that in. What's almost creepy is like when you look at the eyes, the eyes are actually like darker holes. It almost looks like. Yeah, I, I love when they do that with, with uh, sculptures like that. It it brings them a little bit more lifelike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like if you zoom in on some of my pictures, like you can kind of see like a lot of <clears throat> drill lines and everything else. So it's like YouTubers. It's, you know. They're just caked with makeup, and then you get super close. You turn it full HD, and it's like, oh, those pores. Yeah, there, there's definitely some. Okay, so it's not as perfect as it as it looks. Yeah, they even put catch light in their eyes. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? The little shine. Yeah, yeah. Pupil. You can appreciate that as an artist. That is so, crazy. So, what do y'all think? Is there anything to these conspiracy theories, or no? No. Uh, Oh, well, you know what? I didn't even think of. Hold on. I had some others written down. Ooh, tell me. So there's the main conspiracy theory with the UFOs and aliens and us hiding, you know, dark secrets and all this other stuff underneath. And supposed, But supposedly there is a symbolic meaning and it goes down an Illuminati trail. And I did not dive all the way down that one. Oh, but, Lord. But supposedly the symbolic meaning behind who they put up there and stuff like that. and I smell a part two. And then, <gasps> true, true, we could do that. To the left and right, when you're like standing way back and you can see everything, to the left and right of the faces, kind of far off to the side, there is supposedly, okay, let me clarify, more towards the right or where most people say they see it. But supposedly there's like an Egyptian head have you seen this? Anything no. about this? Okay, so look up Egyptian head in Mount Rushmore. Supposedly, it's off to the right. Supposedly, the face was never finished. It supposedly talks about an ancient people that were never talked about in America. It goes off on one of those, basically, hey, there were other things here. We carved over them on purpose. Oh, to hide the secret past. Yeah. <sighs> Kind of like when you hear the stories of were there Egyptians in the Grand Canyon or were there, have you heard, heard of any of these oh, other crazy what? wild conspiracies? You never heard that one? Oh, Egyptians? Egyptians, I'm telling you. Supposedly. Why the hell would they, why the hell would they go all the way 
<laughs> they got sand. They don't need it. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've they... heard some wild ones. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's see. A fifth face on Mount Rushmore. The Egyptian head to the right. If y'all see it, let me know. I guess that leads into... To, I was going to debunk that one myself a little bit. So in my head, everybody that's seeing this, I kind of see it, but I kind of feel like it's more of a, our brains do this thing, you know, where... Pareidolia. Yeah, the pareidolia. Yeah, pareidolia, that word. (laughs) So like, you know, our brains are constantly, because they're like, you know, a neuro machine, they're always trying to make a face somewhere. Yeah, it, it happens a lot with like ghost hunting, like people that zoom way in to like three pixels in a photo and they're like, it's a face. No, it's not a face. It's three pixels that kind of make a face to your brain. You because know? of this phenomenon called pareidolia. Right. I'm going to stop trying to say that one. It's why we see pictures in clouds and pictures in wood paneling, you know. We're always, our brains are always trying to make sense. Like that dog I always see in like old wood panel and old houses. Me too. And it's always a, it's always a bloodhound with long ears. Mm-hmm. Well, that dog's always there though. Cause I've seen that. <laughs> His name is Duke and he is always there. So I just thought of a funny prank that I would do if I knew like rock carving and wanted to do like major graffiti. Mm-hmm. What if somebody drilled a hole to the top of one of their heads, right? What? From inside of their nose. Uh, and then when it rains, the water drains out, out of their nose. So it looks like he has a runny nose. I am so confused. What? Mount Rushmore. You know, they have their heads. Oh, I thought you were talking about a person. No. I was like, what? Do I need to go do a neuro check on Peter at this moment? <laughs> like, what is happening? <laughs> I was so confused. Oh, and make it look like he's got a leaky nose. Yeah. That's disrespectful. Nah. That's a president. He was a leader. There was leaders of our great nation. Um, Is that the man basket? Yeah, it looks like it. That That's my new favorite Jonathan phrase. It used to be boo hag. Now it's man <laughs> basket. <laughs> I could listen to Jonathan saying boo hag on a continuous loop all day. That was so funny to me. I don't know why. But man basket's my new favorite. Well, we had man baskets working offshore. I think we called them. <laughs> Uh, where they basically, (laughs) they basically had this, like, if you're on an oil rig, you get in the man basket, (laughs) they pick it up with the crane, they sling it over the side, they lower your ass onto a boat. I totally get it. I've just never heard it called that before. (laughs) And it's a man basket. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, shit. All right, so we think that this conspiracy theory is just people talking out of their asses, yes? Yeah, basically. Yeah. I don't know, though. I want it to be real. You know that. Oh, yeah. You're our eternal optimist. Oh, happy late birthday, by the way. Oh, Oh, yeah, happy birthday. Hope you had a good one. Yeah, we did. It was a good time. The um, update on that, I guess, for everybody, the... The twins did not come yet, and they are not on, they were not, we do not share a birthday, I guess you could say, but our little cryptids are on the way, so <sighs> once that happens, we can update the uh, the pod fam. Soon and very soon, like days. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, not time, even weeks, days. By the time anybody hears us, they will have come. Yep. Oh, true, true. <gasps> Ooh, so exciting, so exciting. Well, guys, do you have anything else to add about Mount Rushmore? I don't think so. Um, we've gone a lot longer than I thought we would on this one. Oh, yeah, we did. Interesting topic. Interesting place. It looks beautiful. I'd still, even with all the controversy, I'd still like to see it because it is one of the seven wonders of the world. And it is a major feat. You know, however it came about, it is, it is no, a they tremendous. Didn't carve the feet. They just carved the heads. Uh, well, the, the feet, they, they actually made them like where it's super tall. So, like, the feet are almost on the border of South Dakota and Nebraska. <laughs> if you look really close, <laughs> they carved a little tiny body under each one of them's chin, and it's just kind of <laughs> hanging there. <laughs> or maybe it's like, like when you bury somebody at the beach, maybe they're under the rubble. <laughs> did we even say that? I didn't even say that part of the conspiracy, did I? What? 
that supposedly that all four of the president's bodies are preserved in some kind of uh oh Jesus, what did they say? No way. Uh, honey and something. Oh well, look, we know we know that honey is a preservative. So somebody ate the presidents at some point. Well, no, they're, supposedly they're still in there. Presidential confection. Presidential confection. They're gonna break it up and use it to treat broken bones, like they did with mummies. Hey, if y'all haven't listened to that episode, go listen to that one. Yeah, that's gross. That's a gross that and a interesting weird story. No, it's gross and interesting, which you know I love. If it's gross and interesting, I'm like about it. I will turn up for that. All right, cool. Not rush more, man. Follow us on all the social medias. Make sure to like, share, and comment on our posts. Let us know how we're doing. And suggest new episode ideas. We want to hear it. If you want to share a personal story with us or be a guest on a future episode, email us at strangewoodspodcast at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook fan page where we chat and share strange memes. Don't forget to check out our website at strangewoodspodcast.com where we have pictures and details about each episode. And we also have merch at booteesapparel.com. And as always, thanks for listening. Later, strangers. Later, guys. Later, strangers. Bye. Ain't nothing sweeter than the listeners of Jonathan, Jeremy, and Peter.